Okay, Marechas Torah Perek Tshi'i Tavlin Liyetzer Ketzad. Marechas Torah, yeah. Okay, page Kuf Tesayin one sixteen. Hatayra Megina Aleinu one sixteen. We're kind of in the flow. The last couple of weeks we did Pesach. Hatayra Megina Aleinu Bifnei Achet Umatzilo Sanu Migiruye Hayetzer. The Torah has an effect where it protects us from chait, and it saves us from the stimulation of the yetzer, kolzman sh'anu oisken as long as we are oisek in it. Hitavlin liyetzer, umvatelis yerhurim. So as a person is learning and investing in learning, then it will also be mvatelis yerhurim in a different direction. Ve'en yetzer ha'arayiz miskaber ele belev pone minachachma. So he's not really, we're not going to focus on this too much, at least at this point, uh, but he, I guess in, in general, the basic idea is to the, extent that a, to the extent that a person is plugged in in one direction, so then, uh, you know, one of the, one of the, uh, one of the things that, that I think makes sense is, besides for any Yates or Haras that a person might have, uh, there's also the problem about having a vacuum. So, in other words, if you're if you're when you're walking down the street, if you're not thinking about anything, so then yes, you're going to also be more likely to get distracted and have your eyes wander or have whatever thoughts walk in your head. If you're walking around affirmatively thinking about a sugya or some sort of a Torah thought, then you're already aside from any specific yitzharas that you have, you're also going to be less likely to to have any other thoughts. But in general, just going down this vein, he says that that uh, that the only time that a yitzhar dick thoughts are going to come into a person is when they're punim in a chachma, when there's a vacuum over there. So a person's learning, and lemaisa they have negative thoughts. So what's going on? It's not working. A person has weakness in some particular subject in Torah. And therefore, the protection component was not uh, was not complete. And therefore, the person has to try to pay attention and to be made where he has to strengthen. In our way of learning, there are five different categories if we're going to figure out what are we talking about different areas of Torah. There are five different ways of learning. Uh, that these, uh, if a person is learning, so then he, if he's masik in them, he will not come to sin. This will bring him to shleimus in Taira. Ve'eluhem gemara be'ion one, bekiyas two, halacha three, Torah shebelsav four, musar five, noisifaleim asidurus six, achletfila naktishemir tzeshem. We'll talk about tefillah later. The truth is, when we get to Musr, the Musr he's also going to say is going to be the next Ma'aracha. So we're going to give a little bit of a sketch of Ian and Bekiyas, Toshib Sav, and Musr, and Halacha. Ian, Bekiyas, Halacha, Toshib Sav. And most of the time tonight, we'll talk about really a little bit about methodology in terms of Ian and Bekiyas. Uh, which I think will will be helpful. So we'll we're gonna dive into limud be'in, but in terms of in in terms of uh, oh sorry, you say limud. So when it comes to Ian, yidia brura gemara. What is Ian? Ian is clarity in gemara. Rashi and Taisvis. ad kedet chai until a per- person has a vivid 
illustration, mikol hanidon besogya, in terms of basically the driving points of the sogya, v'ha'avchana brura, and a clear distinction, b'mechok chaylekes ha'havamina maskana, what's the havamina, what's the maskana, u'b'mechok im rashi and taisvis. Kasheri diya b'gemara pe rashi and taisvis brura, if gemara rashi taisvis is clear, now, just to, we're going to talk more about it soon, but just to, just to kind of start, the, the Gemara, one of the things that we forget, and he's going to kind of discuss it, people forget sometimes, depending on the Shiva, depending on, you know, your, your background and learning, that, that Gemara is almost a hechatimtza to learn other things. So you learn the Gemara in order to be able to move on and like learn sfaras and learn, you know, learn, learn all sorts of things. But one of the things that you forget is that what you're really learning is the Gemara. When you're learning a Rajbah, you're, what you're really learning is the, as if the Rajbah was giving you shear. People forget the, the Gemara is what, you're, is, what you're supposed to be, is what you're supposed to be learning. There are three basic types of Rishayinim, uh, or styles, right? There's Rashi, uh, and that style, I'm sorry, the Gemara, who are giving you Pshat on the Daf, they're taking you through it. And there's an Avod over there. It's, some of the Rashi is just telling you the meaning, you know, whether it's almost like similar to an art scroll, whatever it is. But sometimes what it is, is Rashi understood the problems with the Sugya also, but he doesn't ask the question. So part of understanding a Rashi, or understanding how to learn it, if you're going to go that extra step, is to say there were different types of ways that Rashi could have learned the sugya. He understood that there were certain problems with this way, certain problems with that way, and he's presenting you the sugya as follows, and therefore if he's telling you something that's not going to be mistabbered directly in the words, the question is going to be, why did Rashi present the sugya like this? The other style of Rishonim is going to be like Taisvis, uh, and that style, which is going to be more pilpil in a certain way, a lot of it is like shorthand. It's almost like vim timer this. You might have thought this, but rather X. Well, why would I? Why would I have thought that, right? But again, a lot of comparing and contrasting, and and learning through the tzadashav and understanding which points are emerging. And those are going to be the taisvis was in in uh, in France in Ashkenaz. A lot of those genre of rishonim is going to be. The Ramban, the Rajba is in top of the Ramban. The Ramban is more terse. The Rajba is going to unpack things a little bit more. I think the Rav Yashiv said if after you have learned Rashi Taisvis, the Rajba would be next. And then you have the Halachic Rishonim. So you're going to have the, the, the Rambam for sure, but the, you know, the, the, the Rush style like that. I think the, the, if you're going to learn two Rishonim that would kind of be inclusive, the Rush and the Ran would end up like kind of include a lot of the things that came before them. But you're going to have the ones that paint things more Halacha. But one of the things that he starts off with, and this again is chapter in Ian, we're going to talk about Pekias in a second, is you are trying to work inside out. In other words, if you want to understand the driving points of the sugya and then proceed to unpack them. So then if you learn the Gemara and the basic questions will be fleshed out through the Iker Rishayinim, so then you will learn Gemara with Rashi and Taisvis will do the Iker comparisons. Those will be the driving forces that go through the Sugya when you move on to other things, but those are the pieces that you have to deal with. If you have two or three roots that end up going into a thousand different branches and you start off kind of with the branches, then you, you know, if, if you understand the principles of things, if you're in music, right, you understand, you know, you're on a pentatonic scale, you're whatever you are, and you improvise from things, but you understand kind of what you're dealing with, you're not going to get lost. If you try to learn the song through the improv, through the questions that come up, through the pieces that are at the edge, right, so then you're never really going to be able to, to work 
it backwards. So you're, you're trying to learn the sugya to understand the points driving the sugya, and that, that will be through Gemara Rashi Taisvis. Bezeni Gashim. Oh. Um, oh, I forgot the Rambam. Okay. Can you give me a Rambam, uh, Mada? But. Yeah, just give me a, a Rambam. Okay. But. What? Uh, the first five. So it says, Bezeni. If I can't find it, I won't find it. I wanted to bring it with me. Bezeni Gashim Elorishainim, Rush, Ran, Rashba, and Rambam. So with this, after this, we learn Gemara Rishitaisvis. The next Iker of the Rishainim are going to be the Rush, the Ran, who are going to be inclusive of kind of what uh, they'll bring all the Shitas. The Rush is coming more as a Halacha Rishain, the Ran, not as much. The Rajba, again, is going to take Rashi and Taisvis and those points and kind of come. Sometimes they'll have different conclusions. The more on the Svardish school, and the Rambam also uh, presented his uh, his safer kind of in a linear way. It's one of the reasons we mentioned before that the Lubavitcher Rebbe was very in favor of learning Rambam because whether or not a person does or doesn't paskin like the Rambam. We also don't paskin like a Mishnah, but at the end of the day, the Rambam is without pieces and all over the place. It's a grounded, linear, right. down-to-earth way. As if you went through Kula, it talks about Karbonus, it talks about everything, Bismanazeh, not Bismanazeh, everything that is contained within Shas will find its way into a Rambam. And yes, ultimately, you have to know how to ask a question. It doesn't mean you're going to paskin like it, but for a person who has a Seder going straight through, it will encompass some sort of a grounded area. And again, the, it will... It will uh, Talk about that. If I can find the Rambam that I want, I will do it. And if I can't, then uh, then I will just speak it out. Okay. Anyway, so he so he says Viter. Going off onto many Rishonim is not what we are trying to do. One will get confused. If a person goes through and he finds that there are certain issues that he is not able to clarify, then he can go on. He has a certain ha'ara and he wants to try to check and to broaden it a little bit and and, and kind of uh, figure out if it's valid. The other place that you should go, which again is often what Tysus is doing, is look at parallel sugyas. There are most Gemaras, if you look at the Masoras of Shas, there will be parallel sugyas that are brought. And look at the Rishonim that are on the sugya, basically. A person goes through this, and there's still things that are not clarified. Rock Oz. Now, again, we're going to stell on this a little bit. He, he's not saying there are theoretical questions you could ask. You could look someplace else. He, he's saying that you are trying to clarify the points that are under the hood, that are the driving forces of what's going on. If there are point, you've gone through Gemara Rashi Taisvis, which means that you are using the lens of basically Rashi and Taisvis, maybe the Ikari Shainim to say what the pers- main perspectives are, are on going through the sugya. If going through that, a person has questions, at that point, rak az, at that point, he can go to the ikar achronim, p'nei shur b'kivei that came to light, a person should take the following in their hand, Iker Amalenu Bi'inhu is Gurarash Taisvis and Rishonim Davka. 
Now, this is going to be a separate point, but it's also kind of mind-blowing. I'm going to go a little bit through the Sefer, and then we're going to talk. So he says, the, what is our Iker point in learning? So one of the reasons that people learn, or that one needs to learn, is to know how to do mitzvahs. You have to know things. But in that, what we are talking about, we have been talking uh, more in terms of bringing ourselves, our thought processes, our rutzen, uh, investing, and bring ourselves in line with rutzen Hashem and Torah from that part of it as a continuation of many of the concepts that we've been talking about. And therefore, that takes work. It's it's. The process, it's the, the, the Amelis Batayra that's really the process. And therefore, it, it, there is a, uh, th- there is an Avoda to being able to follow something that's uh, complex and an Achron. But part of that is also if a person especially is not familiar with very well grounded in Gemara Rashi Taisa. If a, if a person's gone through the Sugi from start to finish, then you, you should kind of understand what the pieces that you're dealing with are. And then at that point, he says that the, the Akron is almost spoon-feeding it. If you're using that as your Iker, it's one thing if it's on Shabbos afternoon. If you're using that as your Iker Limud, it's true, you'll be able to quote more. And it might be very intellectually stimulating. But he says, the Avoda is not to be able to follow a puzzle. The Avoda is to train yourself to think. So if the Avoda is to train yourself to think, as, as much as it might be hard to follow somebody else's thought process, that's just not the avoda of learning Ian Gemara. It's better to be simpler and to tr- force yourself to play around with the concepts. He says, He says, they're not leaving us basically any room to exercise our own mind. So you're just going to be spoon-fed different people's complexities in different areas, which again, might take a lot of effort, but it's not the avoda. Our point is to use our own mind and to mold our mind and to come to anticipate the kashas. And to turn our mind into a Torah mind. If you just treat, if you're just treating it like a complex puzzle or something along those lines, and you're going through somebody else's thought process, that's not what we're trying to do. It's amusing, not you know like haha funny, but you know it's amusing. Uh, it, it, it's interesting, it's, it's fun, it's intellectually stimulating, but it's not the avoda. You're actually being makele on yourself. By going through somebody else's work, you're never going to learn to do it yourself. And it's as if we are almost... Oh, it's, it's as if we are almost closing off our derech aliyah. I'm going to come back to this paragraph. Bez, I'm going to come back to this afterwards. Limud l'shem b'kiyas. B'dayrois shekadmu lamdu b'zman echad b'iyun b'erech shivim daf. They used to learn about 70 daf. Now, this does not mean, you know, some says, oh, they went so fast, they were crazy, chamim. At a certain point, what it really means, if they were learning the Zman 70 daf, and the Zman is 35 weeks, winter Zman is, let's say, whatever, is 30 weeks, they were doing two daf a week. That means that they were doing at least an Amr a day in. What it means is that they were doing something different. That's what it really means. I heard, and part of what I, as usual, part, part of uh, the points I'll come at will come from a couple of shirim I heard from Varun Lopiansky talking about the topic. He was talking about the style from Rav Nachum, the style from the Mir. He made a point, he said, first of all, the whole idea of Bikiyas didn't exist in Europe. 
He said there's, there was they spent maybe two two uh, two starim on one masechta, and then there was this there was the seder where they learned the other masechta. In Rav Yashiv, in there's a very a very good book, one of these biographies. They, somebody asked him about like Ian and Bakias. Now he was not in the traditional framework. He said, what what's what's the difference? He said, you get pshat and you move on. Somebody asked him, should I learn uh, like fewer Rishonim or more Rishonim? He said, if you have the type of mind that's more linear and you'll have a, more of a clarity in the sugyo with one Rishon, then stay in one Rishon and move on. If it'll help you flesh out a certain point, kind of seeing different perspectives and coming to a, an understanding, a central understanding of what you're trying to look, then do you're not trying, there's no avodim becoming a walking oats or chachma. If you just like memorize footnotes, that's not what you're trying to do. You're trying to use the Rishonim to, to learn something. And... A lot of this gets lost, you know, it's like, well, what are we even talking about this? This is for like yeshiva years, we'll try to bring it a little bit home. Ad kama shiyesh lezor is this katsav alimad be'in. We have to, uh, we, we have to be mezares uh, for learning Ian. Nirish, uh, in, in our ziras to learn Ian, nirish e'na koimetz masbiya, v'ze mechaev kviyus, seidem yuchad alimad b'shem b'kiyas. Somebody, Rizal Epstein, uh, was quoted as uh, was the, the I think it was the Rishiv of Shartaira, but uh, somebody asked him if he should learn more Bikiyas or Ian. So he said, well, if you have a carpenter in your house, what's more important, the materials or the skills? As Revolvi says, when they went through Shas, and this person, by the time they got to the mirror, they knew something also. So then they were able to go and make round, and they saw the taste, and they did whatever it is. If the style has changed such that the Ikra Voda and Ian has slowed down to where we're spending more time learning how to think, but at the end of the day, you also need the pieces. But just as important is don't turn, is it don't shtel on those Bikiyas, just as much as you need to not go too fast through the Ian. There, there is no, neither one of them is more important. The idea, the, the issue is that you need both. He quoted, so he said, somebody went to Rav Yashav and asked him a question, uh, or, or Rav Yashav said something, and he, he, uh, he asked him, like, uh, from a svara, he said, like, you know, I disagree. So he said something like, you're a guy in svara, but you're an ama'aretz in gemara, because it's a ferish gemara over there. You know. So he says, Plug for daf yomi. You should learn at least a daf a day in gemara, you need tools, you need ideas. If you're learning Ian, you should learn the Masechta. A person is used to that style of learning, and by the way, just again, I'm not being, it's not even my place to like be critical of what people are doing, aren't doing. We're just, learn, this is my perspective of, of what it is. And again, I heard Ravarin talk about a couple of things, but I can tell you in my experience, that unfortunately, people that went through yeshivas and are left with this hargasha that if you learn Ian, then that's real learning and everything else is kind of balabatish, pretty much don't have a serious seder in learning within a year after leaving yeshiva. Because it's very difficult, it's very difficult and challenging to get yourself worked up over being mediocre. So it's like, you know, I spent, I spent seven years while I was Nama Arts just because I was a 21-year-old kid learning Ian, and now I get to spend the rest of my life as a mature adult learning as a balabas that I just spent seven years trashing. It, it, it's very, uh, you know. So he says, A person has to be able to embrace Daf, uh, learning a daf a day. Another, another, another conversation. But let's let's just see what he's saying. Okay. A person needs to embrace this. This will broaden your mind. Um, 
Al Hadafi and you should be chazring at least four times. Which, by the way, isn't that hard if you're organized. I, I will just give a plug, not that I'm doing this right now, but I will just tell you that if, let's say, a daf takes you plus minus an hour or two hours, I don't care what you say, use a sheer, use whatever, an hour and a half range, right? For you to, so to speak, daven through that daf immediately after you do it should not take you more than 12 minutes or so whether it's English, whether it's Hebrew, it's hard to do. If you, the next day, also just kind of go scan it, especially you write in it, highlight, do whatever you want, you go through that daf, it shouldn't take you 10 or eight, eight or 10 minutes to eyeball it. And if you do it one more time the following day, so today, 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 twice, then yesterday, and then I eyeball it from the day before, you'd probably be investing in the neighborhood of an extra 25 minutes a day to see every daf four times. That, 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 that's what you're talking about, and you'll remember it a year later. You'll remember the ideas a year later. Now I'll talk a little bit about this. This will be kind of the, uh, the crux of what I wanted to get into, which again, I think is, is useful just in terms of thinking, in terms of Darach Halimud, but in terms of thinking also, I really would like to find this, but if I can't, I can't. Um, but if I can't, I can't. Okay. If I can't, okay, I think this might be it. Okay. Maybe. Okay, so going forward, again, the, the approach, I think, is coming from my understanding of what, what Arnold Lopianos is talking about, but Shiram are very interesting. I like Shiram. You like Shiram. The Rav Shmuel Birnbaum, Rabbi Milstein quotes Rav Shmuel Birnbaum is saying, everybody loves to talk about learning, how wonderful learning is. They get inspired by learning. At some point, you have to just open up above a comma. You, you, you know, at some point, a person has to, has to go through it. The, and generally speaking, the place of Amelis is kind of talked about in yeshivas. It's, it's something that kind of like, what are we doing here? We should have skipped this chapter. The flip side of that is, is that uh, the bring, but anybody brings, he talks about, he brings the Sifra, famous Sifra brought in Rashi, that in Bechukosai Telechos Mitzvosai Tishmoro Vasisamosam, it's going into the Tochacha, and it says in Bechukosai Telechu, Yachalelu Mitzvah, and he says that that is Amelis Petaira. Right? And, and on the flip side, if lo lechu, so he says it's also a melem b'torah, which means that the amel of the Torah is not just a maila, it's literally reading the Klal Yisrael, the riot act, it's part of the teichacha. Amelis is central to what we have to be doing in order to relate to Torah at all. It's talking to Klal Yisrael, not in the Dara, by the Midbar, right before they went into Eretz Yisrael, and it's sort of telling them what they have to be doing. It's not talking to the Rosh Yeshiva, it's talking to, it's talking to Klal Yisrael. The other question is why it's talking dafka about bechukosai. If anything, you would say the chukim, so paraduma, you should take for granted. Paraduma, take for granted. And when it comes to mishpatim, so those are the ones that there's more of a place to think about. It's the things that make sense. You can handle it, right? We learn mishpatim, we learn nazikin. That's where I should spend more of my time. So, kind of, it seems that amelus, and I'm combining amelus and Ian a little bit, but it seems that working at it is very central to what we have to be doing. Um, and again, it's, it's hard to find time, but it j- just conceptually uh, and hopefully a little bit practically. And the question is, is what, what's the whole idea? So the basic answer is that, the, again, there's two purposes to what we're learning. The, one of the purposes to learning is that you have to know what to do. The second reason to learn what we're doing is because we are trying to really mold ourselves, to bring ourselves in line with Ratz and Hashem, to become, to, we were a chelik al but to bring our mind to be God-like minds. So the question is, is how does a person, how does a person do that? As far as the, the last question, just in terms of chukim and mishpatim, the truth is, is that 
the whole thing is a little bit of a misnomer in terms of chukim and mishpatim. Uh, the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu allowed human beings to relate to the idea of don't kill and don't steal, and yet it's not within the general Hanhaga Sa'adim of not understanding shatnas, doesn't make one less Ratzon Hashem than the other. It's, the, 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 if anything, it's the opposite. It's harder for us to relate to mishpatim as, as Ratzon Hashem than Paraduma because we think that, oh no, it's just something we do because of civil law. The reality is that when a person's approaching a sugya, there are practical halachas, but we're not talking about the, the avoda. In terms of understanding and embracing, we're, we're trying to, to wrap our mind around it. So the basic answer, and then we'll, this is what we'll talk about, is that if we're trying to if we are trying to internalize Ratzon Hashem, it's going to take investment. If we're going to, if we're going to make it a part of ourselves, if we're going to integrate in ourselves, and the basic motivator for going into something is pleasure. At the end of the day, you have to enjoy what you're doing. You have to find some sort of a, a time in it. Chazal actually compare a person learning to a child who is nursing from a mother. Uh, Taste is, is, and again, none of this is really coming from me. Taste is one of the unique things uh, when a kid is nursing her mother. I said, I told you this the other night when I heard it, that you could see something that's nice to look at art and something that's disgusting. But if you just, you could also see something that's kind of neutral. You know, what did it look like? I don't know, just kind of bland. If you smell something, something might smell good or bad, or it might just have really no smell at all. If you eat styrofoam, that's a negative thing. There's no real such thing as, as neutral taste. Taste either you enjoy it or you don't. At some point, it either is something if it tastes like nothing it doesn't taste like anything it, do, it doesn't say that when a child it doesn't say when it gives the example of a tinok that's that, that's that's drawing the milk from the that, that's that's draw, that's draw. Imagine what that tastes like. <laughs> taste like cereal so when, when it's talking about the child that's drawing from the mother it doesn't say that a person learns towards like a child who's getting the milk it's somebody who's the child finds time in the milk which means that the child first of all has to suckle it, it takes effort on the part of the child but also it's hungry in other words if a person if the child's not hungry then it won't put in the effort to suck if it doesn't put in the effort to suck it won't find time in the milk if it's not finding time then it's not going to put in the effort it's something that we have to invest in and that we ultimately have to enjoy we're not going to talk too much about Masha Libo Chafetz. There are certain basic things that a person has to has to learn, but the truth is, at a certain point also, a person has to learn the types of things that they enjoy, and that's a real thing. It, it, it's a real thing that a person has to enjoy what they're doing. Rav Hutner brings grounded that Vaharav Nob, one of the Berchas HaTayra, Erev, Harav means to be sweet. Erev also means mixed. In order to integrate something into oneself, they have to identify with it. A person has to identify with their learning. If it's something that's foreign to you, then it's not something that you're going to agree with. I, I, I remember a story. I'm probably mistelling the story, but the point is true that there were two people. Maybe it was Tells, it was someplace, and both of them were like learning like 15-hour days or whatever it was. And I, again, I'm probably misquoting the story, but the point is true. The Rashiva said, well, you know, one of them is going to do very well, and the other one is, you know, not. And in Kachav, one of them became like a Rashiva, one of them, like, you know, snapped it over. So the way that I heard the story was, how did the Rashiva know that one of them ultimately wouldn't, you know, he, he, he was just determined, but he wasn't going to be successful? Because one of them had a studious personality. So he was channeling his natural strengths towards Torah, and ultimately he was going to adapt to it. He was, he, he was the type of person that could sit and read uh, you know, a 500-page book in a row. It was something that he enjoyed. So he would do crossword puzzles. So he was doing it to a positive thing. The other person was forcing something, was forcing a square peg into a round hole. It, it, it's good to learn. It's good to push a little bit. It's good to be moister nefesh, to go outside of your comfort zone. But he was doing something that didn't come naturally. And at a certain point, if a person is, is stretching himself into some place where it's not natural to him, in some place he doesn't belong, it's not, not going to fit. You have to work. A person has to work on himself little by little, by, by definition. So a person's not going to be able to be successful 
trying to do something that's... I thought you were going to go and say, because the guy worked so hard... To so you have to, to do it. You have to do the way we spoke. Well, right. the person has to has to has to go step step by step. So the, the the other thing though is that in order to, in order to maintain renewal, there's a there's a there's a statement that's quoted. It says, "Tainug to me tainug." In other words, anything that's constant, yeah. whether it's sound, anything that's constant is not pleasurable. A person always has to find. That's why, like by addiction. Right, a person's always like going weiter, weiter, weiter. A per, there always has to be. So as a person is going through, as a person is going through learning, a person has to see Paris. A person has to see accomplishment is a tremendous motivator, and a person has to find that, that that they're moving the bar, that they're constantly that they're constantly doing something. It's not kishmak, even if theoretically you would get schan the avodah was just to say a pasuk over and over again because every word of Torah is important. Just do the same thing over and over. I, I remember one time saying that you know, in a certain sense, it's almost not that a person should do this. A person should to work on the sitter a little bit, but it's almost like shows that the words of the sitter are magical. If I gave you a letter and I told you to read the letter every day, once a week, you, I don't think you'd be able to do it after like three weeks. If, I, if, if you're re- we're reading Shimon Esrei, just read, even the people that don't know what they're saying, even if you do know what you're saying, three times a day, every day, and, he's, and people are mamish, even, you know, some people, so they're looking into it and the Amkus, there are people that literally don't know what they're saying. It, it almost speaks about like the fact that there's just magic in the sitter. I don't know, it, 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 it's unbelievable. But the, the bottom line is that, generally speaking, a person needs to find that they're accomplishing it. They need to find that they're moving. They need to find that they're moving the bar. And part of the learning we're going to see is really going to be the, the, process, the process itself. That's what we're talking about. So the Rambam says, what is really the process? What's our job in learning? So he says, a person's high of loma taira ad yom moso. In Hilchas Talmud Torah, don't write it down. You can get confused. I'll give you the, my, my my scribbles later. Yudalef v'chayiv l'shalosh esman l'midaso shlish b'tayrish shabachsav shlish b'torish shabalpet shlish yavin v'yaskel achris davar me'reshisai. The what comes out, the cause, the effect. V'yotzi davar midavar v'yadamer davar ledavar v'yavin b'midah sh'atorin nedrushes behen ad sh'yeda heichu ikar amidays v'heich yotzei ha'iser v'amutar. So, just in terms of defining terms, the three the three areas of the three areas of uh, of learning we're going to see we're going to see in the Rambam is the way it divides up is there's Torah well first of all there's Torah Shabbos there's Mishnah Torah Shabbos which in a certain sense is quantifiable there's a there's a body of Mishnah but ultimately we're going to uh, we're going to I think I heard Rav Yaakov. Uh, uh, Yaakov Weinberg maybe was quoted as saying that even the Shulchan Aruch is Mishnah. Mishnah is codified text of Torah Shabbat In other words, and Gemara is going to we're, we're going to define Gemara. So a person splits their learning into three. There's Tanakh. There's anything that's psak halacha. There's anything that's codified. Anything that you can learn and that you can review. And then there's the Avodah of Gemara. So part of the, the, the so, and that's what we have. So part of the problem is, is how does this work? We're talking about moving the bar. Probably this, this piece is different than some of the other pieces, but it, it gives a lot of insight into, in, in, into like what we're doing. Because Ian is such a focus, even when you leave, go, uh, leave yeshiva, so then you just feel bad that you're not doing enough Ian. Part of the problem is that we, we've been talking until now that Tyra is, is the Das of Hashem. Tyra is Ratz and Hashem, whatever it is. 
how do you give over an infinite body of knowledge to a finite being? Either, either you're going to just theoretically give over a little piece of it, but then it's out of context. It's not, it's not quantifiable. In other words, in other words if, if, every, if, if every piece of, you can't wrap your mind around it, if it's, if it's too abstract, you have to be able to give it over. So Baltan talks about this also. There, there, he talks about it in terms of a symptom. You need to, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created a way to give over a, an infinite Ideas and body of knowledge in some sort of a graspable format that he that he uh, that, that he gave over in terms of the Tyra. So Torah, there's Torah Shabbat Sav. Torah Shabbat Peh is also finite. Is also a, like a body of knowledge. So the answer is that a person can always go deeper. And the the, the truth is is that even in Science or whatever, a person could see this also. You know, you could say, how does it work? There's elements. Well, what's in the element? Atoms. Well, how do, why do atoms interact with each other the way they work? Because there's, I don't know anything about quantum, I don't know anything about quantum mechanics. Well, what, you know, but then there's Newtonian physics and then there's this. And like, how do they, you can always go deeper and gain a deeper appreciation. So if something is layered, right? In other words, if something is, has an onion. So you could say, well, why is it like that? Well, because of the, the layer underneath, you know, under what's underneath the earth. It is mineral and what's underneath the minerals and how is it interacting and if you could always go to a more primal degree so what the surface level is not wrong it's also complete there's a layer of understanding something at the surface but as you go back and back and back there's always muckum to go to go deeper so as far as the Rambam is concerned the way that he defines Ian is essentially three things or categories he says understanding what's the Shiresh what's the result and what's on par with it, what's it comparable to? That that, that, that was what we read. What's the what, where is it coming? From? Any point? Where is it coming from? Right? What are the what are the what, what are the consequences of it? And what would be the similarities if you want to be Madame Milsa, Milsa? And if you compare, you you're able to understand where an idea fits in context. So then you can work with the information. So the 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 way that Rav Chaim, people always talk about Rav Chaim Brisker as kind of being you know the total the Ari Yeshivas are modeled after Rav Chaim and everything is modeled after Rav Chaim and the Brisker Limud and <coughs> the Netziv versus you know so what was happening so there was a style there was a style of Ian beforehand which is really taking information coming up with cases and does it fit and does it not fit and more kind of pilpali what Rav Chaim did is he said a step before the Rambam. Um, and again, Ravon talks about this, but he says it came a step before the Rambam, which is you have to define your terms. So if let's say a person says Dvarm Shebeleve and Dvarm, right? So if a person doesn't speak something out, then it doesn't count. Does that mean it doesn't count because I didn't say it? Or does that mean it doesn't count until I say it? Is that because I, you're never really going to understand what's in my heart unless you hear it? So maybe it only applies to Mamanus. It's because, practically speaking, there can't be a Kenyan unless it's doing. But if, let's say, it was a personal Chiyav Bein Adam Lamakom, it would work. Unless you understand the, 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 uh, unless you understand what a statement is coming to address, it doesn't necessarily, just because you say one thing, it doesn't necessarily mean that it applies in all contexts. The Nefesh HaChaim said in the beginning, famously, it's in the beginning of Shar Aleph, he says that a person is a Tzalem Elohim. What does it mean a person is a Tzalem Elohim? So he starts saying, there's a Pasuk, I think at Tehillim, it says that, that the Damisi Ka'as Midbar, I'm similar to a bird. He said it doesn't mean that David Melech had a beak and feathers. It meant that he was comparing in the characteristic of wandering. He says that Tzalem Elohim means that we have creative capacity. And then he goes off. So he says, when you're comparing A to B, it means that you're comparing in a certain characteristic. It doesn't mean that you're necessarily comparing it in all characteristics. So, what Rav Chaim said, and first of all, it's very engaging. 
first of all, it's, it's, it's very engaging, but if you define your terms and you understand what a concept is and you really strip it down to its real elements, so now you know how to apply it, now you can go forward. So it's engaged. it became really the, the bread and butter of what yeshivas do. But the, so there's really two parts of Ian. One part of Ian is this, this style of really stripping something down to its absolute elements. And then there's the other thing of being berish v'chayker and understanding, now that you have the information, understanding, understanding what to do with it. The problem, the, the, so, so the, when, when a person's learning, there's two, there's two things that a person has to do when they're learning. If you're training somebody, what are you doing? You're in nursing homes. Let's say you were in kitchens, right? Let's say you were a contractor. So I, I could tell you there's f- different ways to put together a kitchen. So I could say, well, if you're going to put an oven, there's five different things that you could do with the oven. And if you're going to put the cabinets here, so then there's different things you could do with the cabinets. You know, but you don't want to put them above the oven because they're going to become black. You could put them over here, but if you're over there, then and then there's different things you could do with the fridge. But then there's different ways that the fridge opens. So then you have you want to make sure whatever it is. At a certain point, if you want to build a cohesive kitchen or have a nursing home, you have to kind of pick a derech. If every single step of the way, you figure out 10 different things that you could do with every piece, you're never going to build a kitchen. You have to kind of like develop a mahalach. And once you develop a mahalach about what the ikr functionality is, so it's like, you know, okay, so now I pick that this is, this is my primary thing. You know, you're putting together a resume. Okay, it's going to be an experience-based resume. It's going to be an educational. At that point, you don't have to say, what should this bullet point say? Should it say like this? Once you pick a mahalach, so now the job is to learn up the sugya, to learn up whatever you're looking at, to address whatever the subject of your learning is in a way that understands that format. And yes, you're going to have to understand, well, does this fit with that? Does it work? Is it consistent with what I'm learning? Is it not consistent with what I'm learning? And then you move on. You know, when we have these, these shiur, the, the, the sfarim of the achron, or shim shkap, or baruch bear, you know, there's two mistakes that, that people make. One of them is that, you know, if you look at everyone and every sugya, those were either their life's work or those were all of the shirim that they gave and then they moved on. They, 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 in other words, this was the points that they picked in the sugya that they felt brought it out and then they moved on to the next shir. They weren't spending a full zman on every one of them. They were learning 60 daf in 30 weeks. They, they, they weren't doing, they weren't doing the, the types of things that we were doing. The... Um, so when you're training somebody, if you're training somebody to put together kitchens, the first thing that you do is you have to explain, well, there's five different types of cabinets. There's five different, you know, you could have the types of garbage cans that pull out from under the counter. You could have the type of ones that go in the corner. You could have the type of thing. But at a certain point, you have to figure out when you stop training and when you start doing, when your focus stops from just understanding everything in context and when you're able to do it. The, uh, the Lopiansky, as I said, he said he met from Shah four times in his life. Said two times for community affairs, two times for his kids' bar mitzvah. Anyway, whatever. And one of the times he that went he what? <coughs> he met him when he was making bar mitzvah. He met who? Rav Shach. is famous for making comments about about not learning too much and whatever it is. So he said the way that he said he asked Rav Shach whether the derech halimud had changed. So he said Rav Shach said something along the lines of and filter out through what I'm saying. He said. That, uh, that basically Ian went down the drain when people, the Limur Taira suffered when they brought Sfarim into the base Medrash. He said he wouldn't let Avi Ezri, it's his safer on the Rambam, he said he wouldn't let Avi Ezri in the base Medrash because it's not for Bachrim. If you're looking up a certain Indian, whatever it is, 
uh, and he said that, uh, I don't know who, talking about what, but this is the way he quoted him. He said something like along, very close to along the lines of, of what the problem was when American Magide Shiram only knew a dozen blot, and therefore they had to keep people in those same blot. So they became a bunch of Amaratsim, and then it affected Eretz Yisrael. Something along those lines. But, but the... But the, um, the it could be one of those stories that gets quoted to different people because somebody told me somebody told me the same thing. Uh, in other words, thing, things ch- things changed. Uh, uh, things things changed at something uh, at something along the way when when. <laughs> no, but, but but that's what it is. In other words, in other words, that's what. And then we're going to get back to to Revolbi. Things changed to where where we didn't. We, we didn't understand what the avoda of learning is. There was no inam bekiyas. The idea was in the mir base medrash. So uh, he said that there was two rajbas and they had to sign up for ten minute slots. They weren't learning it. In other words, they were spending all day long learning up why did Rashi say it like this, learning Rashi, learning Tosfos, arguing about it, honing down the principles, understanding what drives the sugya. They, 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 was, they had ten minutes with the rajba and they either wrote down what he said or they learned it by heart. Now, again, it doesn't mean not to learn but the focus of what they were trying to do is understand the driving principles of the sugya, and if you load those principles, then you can learn any Rishon, or, and again, up to the Ikka Rishonim, and not to say that you shouldn't learn it, but just in terms of an approach, it's to understand from inside out what's the cause, what's the effect, what's the, like the, like the Ramchal says in the introduction to Derech Hashem, you know, what, what, what's, the, what's the klal and what's the prat. If you just end up, you know, trying to understand how the tree works by counting every leaf, just just understand where the roots are growing, and then at some point you don't have to see every leaf. You'll understand what the pieces, <coughs> what the pieces are doing. And then I, I want to go far, but, but it's, it's worth it to say. Where's the? Uh, where's uh, uh, here is Rabbi Gladstein Sefer. There's a. Uh, there's a. But, but this. It's just. It's. It's very gavaldi. It says he. Rabbi Gladstein brings a zayar, which uh, he says Ryan Calder talks about it. The zayar says by by Yitzias Mitzrayim. It's in the Sefer Mitzrayim. It says that. Uh, that Hatayra Mitzrayim's Koshi Yeshivat Yeshivat Mitzrayim is Bnei Yisrael. It says Vayimaru Aschayim Bavodah Kasha B'Chomer Bolvein B'Chol Avodah Basada As Kol Avodah So Avmasher Avdu Ben Bafarach. They work the Jews very hard. The Zayar says, "What does it mean? Vayimaru Aschayim Bavodah Kasha B'Koshia B'Chaimer is Kal B'Chaimer. Levenim is Libun Halacha. B'Chol Avodah Basada is Brisos and Avodasam is Mishnah." I mean, granted, it's mushal, but like this is what they were doing in Mitzrayim, you know. So <coughs> the the so he, he goes off and, and and he has his own his own kind of way. Oh, I forgot that page notes and almost so he he goes off and he has he he has his own shot and 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 how it goes. But uh, but but one of the things that that back to to the shir that Ravarn was giving. As he said, you know, when well, I mentioned this to you also, by Adama Rishon, what was the what was the curse by Adama Rishon? It was always going to be Avdol Lashamra. But if a person puts in ten hours of work and sees ten hours of benefit, it's hard, but it's not it's not bad. It, you, you do it and it's very gishmak. You see direct peros, kaitz whatever Avdol Lashamra means. When you put in 10 hours of work and 9 hours as thorns and you only see 1 hour of product, it's very challenging, it's very difficult when you're putting, when you're putting time into a kid, you know, rebellion, and they don't see the Paris. Years later, and it seems like nothing is sinking in. It's very discouraging. You know, there's a, there's a malacha on Shabbos called Bayrer. You have A and you have B, but they're intermixed until you come out with, like, with, a, with, a, with a clean process. Part of the avoda is you end up, we have Bavli, and we have, we have Rosh Tashvist, and until you come up 
with clear principles and you hazard it over and you have the driving principles and it takes a little bit of work and you write it down and you, ha- and you have a certain clarity of what the driving, that's the amelus. That's really the in coming up with a clear point of view of what's driving the sugya and then, and, and then moving on. And the more you do it, the better you get. And he gave this metaphor about uh, this metaphor. So he says, and, and the process of Torah became like that also, that it's all kind of, it's all, we don't have one area of halacha that doesn't have a machlekes. It's very almost like discouraging. Right? It's very difficult to, to, to see pairs. And it's not just about being smart. And maybe you understand it, and maybe you don't. So he gave shot in this in this uh, in this zayar. He said he said after this chet he said things became all muddled and he, he so he tied it tied it into you know Mitzrayim. It says that what does it mean? kasha is kasha when things when you're going and you hit a snag and things just aren't going right. Chaymer is kalva chaymer. He says what what's mortar? Mortar is what helps the bricks stay together. A kalva chaymer is when one point A is built on point B. When you're able to kind of approach it, you're able to approach the relationship with Hashem, Taira, right, understand Das, and you understand how points are built on each other. What's a brick? A brick is something that has to be even. It has to be a certain size. If the bricks are sizes, then you can't use them to build. It's halacha. It's coming up with something at the end. It's at the end of the day, we're not going to see this piece of Revolve tonight. I thought we'd do the chapter. We'll finish it up next time. But he, but he says that this is the piece I skipped. I'm just going to, this I will finish up. He says at the end of what you do, you know what you should do? There's a safer that I have uh, that, that, that you've seen before, maybe. It just literally takes the, all the quotes of Mosoros Hashas, just the, the Shulchan Aruch and the Rambam, and it's just on the Badaf, and it just reads through. Just at some point, after you're done with being all over the place and you see all of like the different points, just take the Simonim and Shulchan Aruch and just read them, just ground them. So in a Rambam, in a grounded reading of it, besides for Halacha Lamaisa, that he, Halacha is a separate thing. He's, he talks about this in Ian. Just read it through. So, so the Rambam considered all of the points. The base Yosef considered all the points. How did he come out? If you're just going to read through now the, the, the maskanas. So what's the maskana? It came down and it built into a, a picture, built into a structure. What does the structure look, look like? Avodah is brysos. So what, what's a brysa? Brysa is what it didn't make in the Mishnah. You need some sort of an external, it's something in front of you, and you need some sort of a proof from, from like an external source. And Savodasam uh, zu Mishnah. Okay, I, I forget exactly. I had that thing. But just to end up with a neat garden, because even in the planting process, most of what we have at this point is really just, right, at this point is when you plow, you're removing the rocks, right, you're sifting, you're getting rid of the junk. Until most of what we have Today, in terms of that process, in terms of kotsos it's the avoda of clarifying. It's the avoda of coming up with something usable. If you, if everything was just clean, you put it in the oven, you would do work, but it would end up, it would end up going fine. So I'm not gonna. The, the rest of it, I'm gonna save probably for next time. But I just want to uh, do, do this process. Uh, just do this last, this last piece. So he says, but but again, that that's really the point. So when you're talking about learning Gemara, you want to know what the avoda is. He spits into Lee and Bakias. That's kind of a new thing now that Ian has become a little bit different. So there's a need for Bikias also. But the idea is to approach something, to understand what you're learning. And again, I can't say that I do it all the time or you know whatever it is. Every once in a while, to take either a sugya, they have uh, shifty booklets, they have like whatever different. There's no shortage of resources, anything. And on a Shabbos or on a Sunday 
once a week, once a month, whatever it is, right? At some point to sit there and just kind of like work through. Again, in English, Hebrew, there's no shortage of resources, but to kind of like put in the effort of kind of seeing like, this is the way it's dealt with. These are the two or three different approaches to the sugya. If you're learning one, you're learning Rashi, he has his derachtosis, is going to bring two alternate ways of looking at it. This is the way that they line up. I had a chavrusa once, it's very gishmak. We learned Kamar Rashi Taisvis, and then we did the, the, the riff, the, the riff and the Rambam and whatever it is. And on the other side, we saw the, you know, the rush and then you know, the Nosek came over there and then the tour and whatever. And by the time we looked at the Aruch HaShochan and the Mishnah you saw that you know, instead of having the Mishnah Ein here, Ein here, Ein here, Ein here, there were two approaches to the Sugya that consistently followed through into two or three different approaches in the Sugya and we went through like a chunk of brachas like that. And it just, it, it, it made into, and if you didn't know every shita, you didn't know every shita, but you knew the principles behind it and, 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 and it was very satisfying. And it taught you how to, how to think and how to move from one piece to the next. And he says, after you look at the Rishon, which is outside, look in the Shulchan Aruch, that those simonim, not because Halacha Lemaisa, that's a separate section. First of all, you'll remember the Sugya, right? It's like looking at the footnote, the, the, at the, the crib notes after you've gone through it. It's a trigger and it'll, it'll ground it. That Yerushalayim is, 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 is hidden in, in Halacha Lemaisa. We've discussed Rabbi Yisrael Salanter's uh, letter, I forget what, what letter it was, in terms of Yerushalayim. But he said that uh, somebody, they told Rabbi Yisrael that, that somebody was learning, but he never learned to Ian. He just like, you know, was just like uh, learning information, information, and never thought into it. And he says, excuse me, how could somebody learn without Ian? How will he get Yerushalayim? Are he limit be Ian chazak tumun Yerushalayim bevade gam Ian? Because there may be Allah lemaisa. In part, only because learning is important. It means that you're sweating into it. It's important. You're not just reading it like a, like a newspaper. A person should, uh, should learn a lot. He says one of the Rashi Yeshivas wanted to go to Shemayim and have Tamudo Biyado. So he learned to Masechta and he, he, he learned it 15 times or something and it wasn't sticking. So he, he, he thought that he was getting old. He thought his mind was failing on him. So he went to Rav, uh, he went to Rav Rafal Shapiro, who at the time was uh, the Rosh Hashiva Velazhin, and he said, you know, he was scared that his mind was going on him. And apparently Rafal, Rafal uh, Shapiro was like kind of a stern person. So he said, he started smiling. So he says, Tama So he felt bad. He said, why are you like smiling at me? Why are you laughing at me? So he said, Rafal answered, he says, Kvodo, whoever was coming to him was also a covetous person. He says, you learned the Masechta 15 times and you want to be a Bucky? He said, I don't consider it Chazara till, till after the 15th time. <laughs> you know, you know, you know. So, it's a, you know, it's like when we talk about you read this. We talk about you. We talk about you read this hadayrais. It talks about in the Gemara that Ravel would hear one halacha, a simple halacha, and then he would say it forty times on the spot. If we would say things forty times on the spot, then we would also know something. You know, you read this hadayrais. You read this hadayrais. Yes, but if you would also do learn the way, if you, if you, you know, between distraction and everything else, we would also know something. So. So th- th- this is this is the this is the approach. Yeah, this is this is the. Uh, Otherwise, the, there's something wrong. This is this is the approach to Gemara. The rest of it, I don't want to totally run through it. The, the next two things he saves Musar and Tefillah for other chapters. The next two are going to be Limit Halacha, which. Next time I think we're going to do it quickly and then move on. Limit Halacha, just to say one line about it, is it's what we've been talking all the time. It's, it's the point where it becomes real. 
you, you have to, if, you know, at some point, at what point do you transfer from academics to whatever it is? You can learn all of the Musr, in the Hakdama to Chayla Kimmel, it talks about it. You can learn all the Musr you want in the world about how important Shabbos is. At some point, if you don't know Hilchus Muktzah, so then you're going to be, you know, Lo Amaretz uh, Chassid. You, you know, it's, uh, I heard a story one, I've told, told this story before. I heard a story one time that some, an, old, an old man who had been in Russia, said that when he was there, they forced him to eat pig sandwiches. So on Pesach, he figured he, figured he didn't want to uh, be over two Isurim, so he had to figure out what to throw away, the, the pork or the bread. So he, so he said, at least I'll throw away the pork. You know, I threw away the pork. So the person who was telling me the story said, you know, his example of Lo Amaretz Chassid. He said, but bread is curries and pork is, uh, you know, pork is a lav. So he said, you know, unless maybe he would get sick from eating the pork, it would make him disgusting. He said, like, you know, it's wonderful that you have these, vartla, you know, the, all these, these hasagas about, these musagim about how pig is not a Jewish food. But uh, at the end of the day, if it's Pesach, put a yarmulke on it and eat it. If you have to eat something, you know, if pikuch nefesh. And then the last thing he talks about is, which, beside for the chiyuv, which a lot of people is uh, a Yashiv in that same biography, he said, uh, apparently, it was very, it was a funny story. He was talking about how calculated he was with his time. So somebody asked him, what, what, oh, like he apparently closed his sefer at different times or whatever. It was something about calculating about, he used to learn, it was his last seder of the, like staying up from like four in the morning or two in the morning, whatever it was, where he learned Shnaimek of Yechatargam. So he was like figuring out when he would like go to the base medrash or what, I forget exactly what it was. So they like asked how he knew exactly when to do it. So he said because if it was a long aliyah or a short aliyah. So he said like I, I don't understand how people sit and learn all day and don't like do shneimaker. Like it was it was just like it's a chiyav. I'm saying like you know it's like vortan So besides for for besides for shneimaker v'yachatargam, and we'll talk about this next time. And you see it really in. You know, Sichas Musr, and in like older Sfarim, you see that they bring Psukim in Chumash and in Tanakh, almost just like for the Musr of the Pasuk itself. You know, not Halach Halamaisa. He talks about like, you know, a person should live Chumash. That, that's what you should be talking about. And, and lastly, we'll, we'll mention next time, just kind of foreshadowing, is a person should be discussing it. Like, you know, if you, you hear whether it's something in Ali Shur, or the, what we learn, or something in the Sugya, when you're sitting there and you're talking to somebody who's from, okay, you're at work with Goyim or whatever, and you saw something, talk about it. Like, if it's, it, let it in interest you. There's got to be something that interests you. You saw Vart, so you feel a little like, you know, like, like weird being that guy. Like, like, it should be like your conversation. Like, start a conversation that's Torah-based, something that's Avoda-based. A person should, should, should let it be a contemporary discussion. I mean, at the end of the day, most of our, we have very little time. If you factor out family and career and, you know, whatever other obligations and learning obligations, how much time do you have to schmooze? If you have a lot of time, then maybe I'll give you a resume. You're but saying, how, how much how much time do you have? Into family, though. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying every once in a while. Yeah, every once in a while you tell them like something interesting. Like you know, if you're talking about something, but there's a very very small amount of time for most of us that you're literally just chatting. Right? So if you're chatting with the type of person that would appreciate hearing it, and you'd be surprised, a lot of times people respond, and it is interesting to them, and they enjoy getting into those, they enjoy getting into those conversations, and a lot of people just don't. After about, you know, like, you're, you're, four, you're 35, 40, you, you see, everybody starts off in yeshiva, and you see people go, like, down different forks in the road, where people go down a path where, unfortunately, they're wearing a black hat to shul, and the rabbi's speech, and they're not really learning, they're not invested in learning at all. And, and, and it should, it 
should be part of part of life. But okay, we I spent more time than I thought I was going to. But but I think I think it was good. I, you know, again, once in a while. But a person should understand what really Gemara is about. Even like he had that Dafiomi plug, by the way. But a person should understand. Okay, shkach.